Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample, otherwise known as Fears to Fit, and I am a fitness and business enthusiast, and I'm bringing you the stories of not only myself, but other incredible human beings to help educate you on all things personal development, business, health, and mindset, so that as millennials, we can mobilize our generation and rise. So before we hop into today's episode, I have some really exciting news for you guys. I have finally taken the initiative and launched my coaching academy, Elevate Coaching Academy. This academy is going to be for people who are looking to really expand and make a scalable online fitness coaching business. My job is really to help you just infrastructure the inside of your business so that you can really give your clients the best experience and not have to deal with so much overwhelm on your own. I've done this for the past two years and I'm taking all the mistakes that I've made and truly just helping other online coaches avoid them and do them way, way better so that they can have a thriving business and truly just enjoy their lives while still doing what they love and serving the hell out of people. So if this sounds like something that you absolutely need in your life, we have very select spots. We're only taking 12 people on for Elevate. We start March 26th and you can go ahead and apply down in the link in the description box if you guys are interested. On top of that, another really cool resource that I've been giving to a lot of online coaches, which I would love for you to check out as well if you're listening to this, is great ad. You know that link in your bio that you put in Instagram and you're like, oh gosh, I can't decide what I want to put in there. There's just so many things. Great ad basically condenses all the links into one place. It looks super professional and your customers can leave reviews and it also kind of works like a Venmo app too, which is really cool. So if you want to exchange pay on there, that's also available as well. So if you guys want to check out great ad, I'll also put that down in the description box below. But with all that being said now, let us hop into today's episode. I am so excited. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. So I'm super excited today because I have such an incredible, authentic, just amazing guest with me here today. And um, I actually met her in Orlando, Florida. She was at like an event at my gym a long time ago. (laughs) So funny. And now she's actually in my hometown where I grew up. Um, and she's just an amazing human being. So everybody, this is Alicia Chaprell. Welcome, my girl, to... Hi! (laughs) So, Alyssa, I'm really excited for you to share your story with everyone. I know that you've been through a lot in your past, and now you are just boss babing it up. So if you could start off by just telling us a little bit about really where you started with kind of at, like, you know, your low point, getting into fitness, all that good stuff, and kind of where you're at now. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm so freaking excited to be here. It's crazy that I met you when you were working at a gym and now I see you just crushing life. So, okay. (laughs) Um, So my story is pretty complex, but I really started getting into fitness. Fitness just became the love of my life when I was bullied throughout middle school and high school. Really bad. I truly started to believe everything that these bullies were saying to me. Um, I just created this identity for myself as to who I was. I didn't like my physical appearance. And when I found the gym, I realized that there was something that I could control and I could control what I put into my body and how I looked aesthetically. So that's when I really fell in love with that. But um, honestly, I started going a little extreme with the gym. I know a lot of us fitties have done that before. I developed an eating disorder and really did not like the way I looked because after being bullied, I actually became my own bully. I started telling myself 
myself, all the things that they would tell me and believing all those things about myself, even when I was working out. Um, so it took some time to overcome that, you know, the eating disorder and all the body image issues that a lot of us women truly go through. But after that, I, I came out so much stronger. And to this day, I feel like I've truly healed from all the things that I went through when I was younger and it's impacted me greatly so I can impact other people. I love that. And I definitely see that on your Instagram page um, and how present you are and how you show up. So I would love to talk a little bit more about how everything that you've gone through has really impacted where you are in life now. So as far as it goes with like starting up your social media, because I know that's been a huge part of your life the past few years, what really made you jump onto the platform of Instagram and start sharing your story? I love that question. I feel like it was my outlet. Like when I was going through everything, I just wanted to share what I was going through. I wanted to share my story. And when I got just my first message of, oh my gosh, like I've been through the same thing or I felt the same way. I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, this is super cool. So I jumped on the social media, um, Instagram, like right away when it came out. And I think it was like a freshman in high school. And it's been incredible to put myself out there. It's been scary as shit, but it's, helped so many other people as well as myself. Anytime I go through anything, I like to show up super transparently. So people know that they aren't alone at that, that there are people out there who go through very similar struggles too. Yeah, I love that. And I definitely see that when I look on your page, it's just so authentic and like your dancing videos. Are <laughs> so, I mean, for you, Alyssa, I know that you used to also own, it was like a tanning, uh, like a, your own tanning business, right? So, yeah. um, I know that was kind of like your, your main thing. So what really made you make the transition into online coaching? Did you feel some kind of calling? Were you being reached out to? Like, where did that big transition come for you? Yeah. So I loved, that was my very first business that I ever started. Um, spray tanning. I had a studio in Orlando, Florida, and it was incredible because I got to actually chat with people in real life and have that connection. Even when on social media, that's when my followers started growing, but I craved that real life connection. But from there, I realized I can't impact as many people in person that I could online. So that's when I started my first fitness business online and was able to, you know, bring people from Australia and Canada and from all over the world instead of just Orlando, Florida, just to be spray tan. So that was kind of my transition. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. I would love for you to kind of elaborate, like what were the feelings that you were going through, like losing obviously like your spray tan clients and everything and you know, transitioning into the world of online business, like what were you feeling during that time? Super scared and like, how the hell am I going to pull this off? How can I, I would look at so many girls online and see them crushing it on social media and just living off of what they built from social media. I'm like, there's no way I can do this. So I, I gave it a try and it was the scariest thing in the world, but you have to take those risks. So when I did take that risk and I said, you know what, I announced to all my spray tanning clients, I said, Hey guys, you know, I'm going to be going full time online and they were upset and it hurt me, but I knew that I had to step into that higher purpose that I felt called to step into. And, um, sorry, I kind of tried to <laughs> Um, and once I, once I stepped into that, things really did fall into place from there. And that's why I encourage people when you feel like you're called to do something, do not ignore those gut feelings. Do not ignore what comes with that because you will truly be fulfilled only when you are doing what you're called to do. Right. And so for you with transitioning into 
you know, this full-time online coaching, like you've always kind of been that like CEO type of thing, you know, obviously doing your thing and like running your business. But um, in terms of like what you, you know, went through previously, do you feel like, you know, like you said, Instagram's kind of been an outlet for you. How do you feel like your business has elevated you as like a human being itself? Do you feel like that for yourself? I absolutely do. And I feel like what has truly impacted me the most is just having that deeper connection with my clients. Um, I take pride into them and giving them my all and I don't like the surface level shit I have to build that deeper connection with them so when I was able to build that online business and reach people who I didn't even get to meet in person um, I actually met my first client two weekends ago and it was the most amazing experience of my entire life I'm like oh my god like this is so awesome but it, it impacts me to like the soul core level being able to chat with people online and help them reach their fitness goals and become like the best version of themselves. Yeah, I know. It's such an amazing feeling like knowing that. And it's kind of like one of those things when you see your clients like meet each other, or you meet them, you're like, what the heck? Like I did this. Like you yeah. created such an awesome community, you know? Um, yeah. I know for me personally, Alyssa, like I've been through a lot of adversities in terms of like my own business. So if you can kind of speak to, you know, the first year or so of your business with also making your transition, like what kind of adversities did you face with transitioning into online business and, you know, the structure of things and mentality and everything? Uh, wow. Um, definitely a lot. And I love that question because I don't feel like a lot of people talk about the struggles in their business. It's kind of like this highlight reel online. To be honest with you, I was just struggling with who I wanted to work with. And it, it was hard to narrow it down. At first, I'm like, I just want to help everyone. I just want to help all of the people <laughs> just like be their best. Um, so it, it took some time for me to be like, okay, who do I work best with? And I knew that it was women and I knew that it was entrepreneurs and I knew that it was also like high achievers, business owners, and um, just lady bosses. So before I figured that out for myself, I was trying to serve so many people that I wasn't serving anyone at all. I literally, I felt so unfulfilled with um, trying to put myself out there, spreading myself so thin. And then also another thing that I really struggled with was doing things on my own. I tried to take every single thing, every part of my business and do it by myself. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can run this by myself. Oh my God. I got this. Like I'm the fucking CEO. We can do this. <laughs> but, um, until I asked for help until I allowed myself to hire coaches after coaches, because I had to humble myself down and be like, Alyssa, it's okay to ask. It's okay to have someone else there and guide you and be that support and help you if you need something to get done. So I really, really went through, um, allowing myself to be okay with asking for help and having someone guide me throughout my journey. I'd never done this before, so totally okay to ask. And then also figuring out who my ideal client was. Yeah, I love that. And that's honestly, I think the first step in just having a successful business, no matter what service it is that you provide. And um, another thing I kind of wanted to speak to you, because I know you've been pretty transparent with it on your social media, something I myself have struggled with too. As female entrepreneurs, finding the balance in your life is seems it's almost like seemingly impossible so yeah. um, I mean if you feel comfortable sharing it like if there's anything you know speaking to like even your own self-care like anything that goes on in the back end that people don't really see as you struggle you know to achieve higher to continue to have a successful running business was there anything like on the back end for yourself that you started to notice was struggling 
Um, my mindset has been the first thing that will start to struggle because I'm a little bit of an extremist. Like it is either all in or all out. So in order to find that balance of, okay, let me work, let me serve, let me produce content for other people and for the world, but also pull back and say, okay, what does Alyssa need? Like, how can I fill my cup? Um, I've struggled with that so much. So it has honestly led to days where I don't feel like getting out of bed, where I feel so drained because I've given so much that, um, you can probably even see if you go on my social media, I'll take maybe a week off randomly, like every few months because I'm just giving so much that I haven't given much to myself. So now I, I always make it a priority as best as I can to schedule things in, whether I want to or not, just scheduling it into my calendar to hang out with someone, to go out to eat, to go to the beach, to do anything so that I don't focus so much on this hustle grind mode 24 seven, because that ultimately does not work well with me. I know everyone's different, but for me, I have to have that time where I fill my cup. I focus on myself and I restore and refresh so that I can give to others in a better way. Yeah, I agree completely. And that's one thing I lacked, I think in the first year of my business was one of those things where you're just like, okay, self-care, yeah, like you preach it to your clients, but unless you truly take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to serve other people, you know? Yeah. I love that, like even recently watching you, you know, as you went through your recent breast augmentation, and I know that you shared that openly on social media, which was like incredible, mm. um, just sharing like your feelings and your thoughts and everything and just showing up like super authentic. And that's also something I kind of wanted to talk to you about because, you know, um, even it was so great, like at Pays to be Brave last year, um, when I saw you on the big screen, when our girl Amanda put you up there, and <laughs> I'm like, that's my girl. Like, I was so hyped for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I know her. Like, I was so to somebody famous. Um, it was amazing. And I just wanted to kind of speak to that. Like, how, how for you over time, you know, was it hard for you in the beginning to show up on social media? Like, what apps you to, like, feel comfortable and stuff like that? Where did you really start with that? Yeah, I felt super uncomfortable at first because actually when I started putting myself on social media, I got made fun of like five times more in school and online. I was just being just directly attacked and bullied. Um, so I, I took a step back when I first started going online and I'd be like, you know, Alyssa, who are you to put yourself out there like this? Like who really cares? And, and I have all these questions. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Like people need to hear the things that I say, whether I feel like it in the moment or not. So now I've gotten to the point where if I'm feeling something and I know that people need to hear it, I will put it out there no matter how crazy I sound. I mean, I get yesterday, I just had a dad say to me, like, he feels like what I say, if I, if I curse, it's inappropriate. He's like, my kid was in the car and you're cursing. And I just said, you know what, like, this is who I am kind of take it or leave it. So when you get to that point where you can be unapologetically yourself, everything will feel right with you. As long as you could go to bed at the end of the day, know that you were who you are and you're not putting on a face because I put on a face for so many years. I tried to fit in. I tried to like look the part, even with fitness coaches these days, like it's so easy to try and mold ourselves into this box of what everyone else is doing, what everyone else looks like. But it's like, why are you trying to do that when you, like your superpower is being who you are? And that's how you're going to thrive in your own business because you have no competition when you are yourself. Yeah, 100%. And I love that. I absolutely love how you kind of spoke to that. And I know like it's one of those things where it's so terrifying, like to show up on your story, like even in a, in a post, you know, especially with new coaches getting into things like a lot who have like formal education and stuff, they feel like they have to remain so proper, but the way that you're going to resonate with people and especially your ideal client is 
if you actually show up as yourself, like maybe you curse or whatever, and those people are offended, like that's probably not the type of human that you want to be working with anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know recently for you, Alyssa, we just kind of talked about it before we started recording, but you are diving into more of like the life and mentorship side of things. So what made you really want to get into that side of coaching? Like I mentioned earlier, I have to follow what I feel like I'm being called to do and I would be doing myself and everyone else a disservice if I did not show up super freaking authentically providing what I know is best um, in the world. So I am transitioning more from the fitness industry into mindset mentoring because I have a story and I know so many people can relate to it. And so many people out there are struggling, not with just looking their best, but feeling their best mentally and more internal work that um, is often suppressed and overlooked in the world. And I want to bring certain things to light. You know, I, I struggled with, um, I had a suicide attempt back in the day and I've struggled with suicidal thoughts like my whole life. And it's so important for you to have someone there that understands that and can show you how to come out stronger and how to use that to work for you. So I have been so called to do this, even though the transition is so freaking scary, Um, This is exactly what I believe will help serve people on such a higher level in my life. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And I'm really glad, you know, even kind of off that topic of mentorship. um, For me, I know mentorship's been something that's completely changed my life, changed my business, changed my mindset. Um, For you, Alyssa, personally, do you feel like investing in mentorship is something that's helped you out a lot? Absolutely. I invested into my first coach last year and I cannot see myself ever not having a coach. (laughs) I didn't have one for, I think two months and I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I'm good on my own. Like totally fine. Alyssa's got this. I'm like, no, like that accountability that you have and someone there to guide you and be there on your good and bad days is so important for everyone. The top most successful people in the entire world have mentors. They have coaches. Like everyone has someone to help them become more successful. Yeah, that's so funny that you mentioned that because like after I invested in my first coach, I was like, why one, why did I not do this sooner? And two, I will never be alone again. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah, yeah. To think like not having someone there to at least support you, to propel you, to educate you. Um, and that's one thing too nowadays, you know, a lot of people are so stuck in the traditional ways of like going to college and, you know, listening to their parents, listening to society and you know, there are so many other forms of education out there, courses, mentors, coaches that are going to be able to propel you not just in your business, but in life as well. And that's just one thing that I've tried to preach, you know, to the majority of people, which is why it's amazing that, you know, you're kind of setting that example as well. Um, Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So Alyssa, I know, um, previously, I remember following you like literally all the way back. Like it feels like it's been forever now since I literally started my social media. And you talked a lot about like coming from Um, your depression and your suicidal thoughts to, you know, how you're now a CEO and such a boss babe. So if you could give like one piece of advice to somebody right now, who's just um, kind of at that low point, anyone who's listening or anyone who's been there and is on the come up, anything that you specifically could advise them to do? Yeah, I think the first thing that crosses my mind is to show up authentically. You will never lose if you are truly 100% authentically yourself. When you show up online, you will attract the right people, not only the clients, but the right friends around you. Um, You will attract the right coaches and mentors into your life. So show up as exactly who it is that you are and don't be afraid to show the craziest, weirdest parts of yourself. 
and you will absolutely thrive by doing that. I love that. Yeah, I think it's important to share your struggles. I think when you actually put them out there to the world, you're going to find your community, you're going to find your tribe, you're going to resonate with more people. And I love that piece of advice. So Alyssa, if you can just tell everybody where they can find you so that they can follow your amazing page and face and everything, that would be awesome. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is the best place to follow me and it is Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A and then underscore my last name is Shafrel, S-H-I-F-R-E-L. So that is my Instagram. Amazing, Alyssa. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.